0: Remember that feeling of playing an ultra-hard video game and dying? Over. And over. And over. Ah! Yeah, so do we. Listen to the Controller Throwers podcast on iTunes and Google Play. And check out the live show every Tuesday night at 8 p.m. Central Standard Time at twitch.tv slash tcthrowers. The controller throwers, pressing start since 1985.
1: Hey everyone, this is Pavlina from Scarecrow Studio, and you're now listening to Real Dudes Podcast. Welcome to the Real Dudes Podcast. I'm your host, Carrington, and with me for the first time in 2020, we've got Kyle. Good afternoon.
0: <laughs> How are you, good sir? i uh, just been a little bit sick lately. I don't Uh-oh. know. Just, uh, you know, just sometimes I feel all right. And other times I just feel taken Because you, sir, work in a hospital,
1: do you feel like you're sick all the time?
0: 24-7, I feel like a walking virus.
1: And I feel like I contaminate anybody that walks around. Well, maybe that explains why I haven't visited you in like a year.
0: <laughs> no. Uh, life is good. Very, 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 very busy. I can imagine. I saw you post an
1: episode for your other show, You Do. For some reason, the name escapes me all of a sudden. Uh,
0: yes. The Spectacular Comic Book Podcast. Yes. Yes. And the other one, uh, parent quest. Parent quest. There you go. And all of them. Yeah. So yeah, I've been really busy with that's a plus. Got another kid on the way.
1: What? Oh, just a few
0: months, right? Yeah. Yeah. So one busy dude. I am. I am right now. But life is good. Everything is going super so well. That is news I love to hear. Now, we're
1: going to talk about something today that we already talked about once, but the episode never saw the light of day. Unfortunately, the recording got a little messed up, so here we are talking about it now, roughly three months after each event. <laughs> <laughs> the West Virginia Game Developers Expo, as well as GDEX. Good lord. I, I, You know, here's the weird thing about GDEX. You know, I asked all these developers and all these people to come on the show. I'm still not done. With those interviews yet, I still probably have like four or five left to do. That said yes, mm-hmm. so expect those to be scheduled at some point <laughs> whenever I uh, get back to it.
0: It's uh, it seems like a never-ending process. It just keeps coming and coming and coming and coming, and it's uh, I agree, and it keeps the show exciting. Yeah. So you were the only one that went to GDEX out of the so- group. Kind of.
1: So Saturday it was Cody and myself, then Sunday it was just me.
0: Put me in your shoes, in your experience of GDEX.
1: Okay, so Saturday, Cody and I get up there. It took us forever to find the showroom floor, because that that venue is crazy insane. Because not only is it... Um, a venue for expos and conventions and things like that, but it's also a hotel on top of it as well. Mm-hmm. And, the, and the lobby is insanely big. There's shopping. There's restaurants. There's um, smaller like rooms and areas where events can be held as well. So it just took time to find where GDEX was going on. But once we figured it out, wow, that, that it was much bigger than what I thought it was initially. Just the amount of stuff going on. They had a Mario Kart tournament, a uh, Super Smash Brothers tournament. They had a VR setup. They have rooms where all, all of the, like, um, like, workshops and, you know, people doing interviews, like where Sean Beeson was. He mm-hmm. had, a, like, a little classroom, like, on these little, uh, event rooms off to the side. And then there was the actual showroom floor, which is insanely big. I think I counted per row um, around... 15 games per row. Wow. And then there's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, like eight rows. So yeah, it was insanely big with with an entire section dedicated for like tabletop stuff as well. Holy crap. Dude, it was huge. It sounds massive. And the fact that we were, you know, we got to go as part of the media, and just uh, experience this, this whole, this. I mean, it, it's thick. it's basically an indie. It was like the E3 of indie stuff, as the way I, I saw it as, because there were so many developers there showing off their game, what's up and coming, and they all had their own little booth set up, which was awesome. You know, we've been to the Cincinnati Comic Expo before. That's really dedicated to just nerd and geek culture. So. Video games are included in that, but I mean, you're talking comic books, there's always like a mm-hmm. Star Wars section, you know, all this other stuff is included with the comic or the Cincinnati Comic Expo, whereas GDEX, it was literally all indie developers, which is, you know, our niche, our people, people we're looking out for, the people we're trying to reach out to. Right. So it was just really cool. To kinda, yeah, exactly. Just really cool to see like all these people just sharing these love for games and and trying to come up with something to, to try and. Just do something different than everybody else. It was just, it was an eye-opening experience for sure. Well, well, I guess it wasn't the first time we've done something like that, because you're going to talk about West Virginia Game Developers Expo, which I've been to as well. Mm-hmm. It was, not this past year, but the year before that. But still, this was just on a scale like, you know, much bigger than that, which was really right. cool to see.
0: So was there any games or any developers or any software, hardware, anything that you saw that stood out to you? for sure uh i spoke with
1: uh steven um i've had him on the show already uh we talked about wave crash and that you talk about something that just stood out there's something special there um i can't stress enough how great wave crash was you know basically a fighting game mixed with tetris basically wrapped in a one it's just such a unique concept to to have out there um i'm trying to think of and you can also listen to the other interviews from g that are already out there currently. Because um, I'm trying to think of anybody that was there that I didn't speak with or that hasn't been on the show. There was one game that was kind of like Mass Effect. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it was an RPG kind of thing. But it was also a card game as well. It was mostly Ooh. a card game. Yeah. Um, so that was like kind of the draw. And the card game was similar to, gosh, I can't remember the name of it now. It's a Star Wars game a sabacc. it's very similar to sabak. or if you've never played that it's just blackjack basically except mm-hmm. the, instead of the number being 21 i think it's 20 so you just try not to go over 20 but the the thing is um, you have like these cards that can mess with the numbers so let's say you're saying you know basically hit me hit me hit me and if you go over 21 you might have something in your hand that'll be like minus two so you can get underneath the The score without going over or maybe you're at like 17 you have like a plus three card so you have these modifiers that you can use in um that game was awesome i got to speak with the composer for a while and he's just a he was a really cool guy i i I wish it was no i wish i still i know i have the cards around here somewhere i can't find my real dude's backpack right now Mm -hmm. (laughs) so i don't remember names or the name of that game unfortunately (laughs) But I do remember that game being there since it's also been three months out. There was also these students uh from Ohio State University that made this game. It was all it looked like it was all hand drawn, like on like a piece of paper. Mm-hmm. So, uh so it was all like black and white and stuff. And you're supposed to it was all just about defeating bosses. And that game was that was fun.
0: Uh you sent me pictures of Sean Beeson's little uh his his um class if you will yeah what was that
1: about because that looked awesome it was incredible so first of all i got to see the glorious mustache in person which is (laughs) not disappoint by the way he had so he it was first thing in the morning and i was barely awake but i do remember quite fondly because he was talking about making music for not just games but in general and he kind of set up uh, kind of a scenario of what his process is. And since it was October, he went with like a very fall, kind of spooky theme that he was. He wrote on the spot. He didn't pre-write it. He recorded the whole thing on the on the spot and just showed his process. And it mm-hmm. was really cool. He literally wrote and composed the song live in front of us. And that's awesome. That was just really cool to see because a lot of times when see like making ofs or maybe interviews you might hear someone talk about you know how they make a song or what goes into making a song but you don't actually see the process live Mm -hmm. and you saw him with his keyboard and his instruments and and his you know his laptop was there and he literally recorded a song right then and there
0: yeah that's super cool to kind of get that behind the scenes look of of how a song is thrown together Kyle,
1: I wish you were there because it was just, it was a sight to see. And I just had a smile on my face the entire time just watching him just basically work. Also later in the day, he had kind of like a, it kind of reminded me like American Idol kind of thing. It was him and two other people and everyone else brought their like projects, their work, and they they showed it off. And then um, Sean and the two others would comment on what they thought the piece was, what they thought about it. Um, and just, uh, it was just really cool to just see all these other composers that were there that I didn't get to see, uh, on the show floor maybe, but they were there and, you know, Sean and, and the others, I mean, they were cool about it. They were really nice and very, had the best constructive criticism for everybody. And they were just, while well, I was there listening to some of the stuff. I'm like, wow, this is, I wish, I mean, even though I play music, I, it's hard for me to, to compose music. So it's just really cool to to see all these other people. You know, hey, this is the game I'm working on. Here's the scene, and here's what I came up with.
0: That sounds really neat, dude. It was just so much fun. <laughs> I, I wish you could have been there. What? So, walking away from the event itself, what was like the number one thing that you were like, wow, or just completely astonished by? Ah, uh, just just the community overall. Uh, when you go
1: up to people. You know, a lot of a lot of these developers—they're um, super passionate, super excited about their work. And when you, when I would tell them, "Hey, I'm part of this podcast," and we specifically, this is our thing—is indie games. You know, just to see their faces light up and just mm-hmm. kind of just, you know, really get into the meat and bones of you know how they got there and what their game was like. And it was just cool to see. Um, most of the people were from the area. But there were also quite a few people that are from around the country. And it was just like, wow, you guys came all the way from, you know, wherever, like Wisconsin, all the way down in little Columbus, Ohio, Mm -hmm. to show off your game. It was just – and just just to see some of the people there, like there was a YouTuber there, asked him for an interview. He said yes. His name's Abdullah. He's a huge Nintendo YouTuber. Um, Even talking with him, um, everyone was just cool and supportive. And I can't wait to go back again this year.
0: Hopefully. Hopefully
1: I can make it with you this year. Dude, you won't regret it. Trust me. Yeah. I know you just got, at the time, you had just got back from vacation. So I understood why you couldn't make it. At the same time, it's just oh, it was just so cool. And you, sir, uh, I believe it was a week or two after I went to GDEX. You went to the West Virginia Game Developers Expo.
0: Yes, uh, that was, I think it was exactly one week after. And I went for the Saturday um, they do Friday okay. and Saturday. They have keynotes in the morning, and then they have the floor open t- for you to test um, these local developers, their games and their software, and just kind of check out uh, their projects. But this year was bigger than last year. Wow, that's awesome. That, yeah.
1: So was it in like the same space? Was it in that same
0: yeah, yeah, building It was, and stuff? uh the same building and the bo- uh, the basement level uh, the whole level is dedicated to the conference but they also had a a vr section set up in the main lobby when you walked in which was cool. neat to see because they had vr set up uh, in the basement last year mm-hmm. uh, but this year they they made it separate and uh, unreal was there which was awesome what yeah that's really cool i i've worked in unreal before and it overwhelming
1: yes um, but it, it's really it's really powerful piece of software i can't speak highly enough about it
0: yes and so a lot of familiar faces uh marshall it, it, university uh uh game guild those guys were there wraith was there again and lasso was there
1: nice, um, but there nice. were
0: you know thinking about the entire conference itself there were two two games that kind of really stood out to me And uh, one of them you can play now uh, by Ugly Monkey Studio. The the guy representing the studio is David Dunphy. He's a developer and pixel artist, and his game that he was uh, showing off is called Azul. It's A-Z space H-U-L, Adventures. Uh, you take the role of an orc, and it's a platformer. It's available on PC, and I think it's Android also what you're doing in the game it's platformer you're collecting different uh, i think it was moon shards about 7 or 8 of them and then you go and fight the boss and it's a, it's very simple not it's not a simple game by any means it was difficult for me to play through but the concept was easy to pick up on and so you're jumping for platforms you're you're exploring the map you're collecting these shards you're fighting enemies and eventually you go fight the last boss he uh, david from ugly monkey studios was telling me that it, it's based off of a, a Dungeons and Dragons a campaign that he and his friends have played through. So that kind of inspired the game itself. Um, but yeah, like I said, you can pick this up on Android, do yourself a favor, pick it up and give it a try. It's, it's very well done. The music is great. The, the artwork is fantastic. Um, and I enjoyed every minute that I had with it. Following that, I think right down the row from him was another studio Dolan dude Dolan digital. And so that's ran by Jeremy Dolan and he's working on a game that is very, very similar to uh, it's a uh, tactics RPG. So kind of like a final fantasy tactics. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's, it's the first game that he's ever worked on and, His story is interesting because he said that I think it was the year before he attended WVGDE and he thought, man, I I can do this. I can make a game. And that's what he did that following year was he started creating his his own content and started making his own game. And he came up with this game called Ballad of Thuriana. And one of the things that stood out to me in the game itself was the music. And he connected with a composer out of another country that wanted to make the music for the game, and and he had like a sound system set up and everything, and it was so beautiful, just the the string instruments, and uh, the brass and everything. Like it just it was such a well put together um, soundtrack for the game, and I I I hope to see more of it this coming year and see where he's at with it, but those two games were definitely ones that we hadn't seen before that. I think that we need to keep our eyes out on, uh, for the next WVGDE. Um, obviously the familiars, like I said, Lasso and Wraith were there, uh, played a little bit of, um, uh, collapses. Nice. That's uh, a fantastic
1: game. Still waiting on it.
0: Yeah. I, I, I tried telling, uh, telling them that that game needs to be out by now yes like yesterday come on man just release it but um they ended up showing me kind of this behind the scenes list of what still needs to be done and Mm. as perfect as i think that it is and it Mm -hmm. plays well i i'm you know kind of getting uh kind of stepping into their shoes and looking at what needs to be done they they have a little bit of work left to do um but I'm super excited. Those guys over at Wraith, like, they are such good dudes and they have a game, a solid game on their hands that I think so many people will love once it actually releases. Collapses is, oh, it's
1: so good. I agree. I, every time I go, I mean, they were, they were at, um, Wraith was at GDEX as well. So I got to see them and play Collapses there as well. And it's always great to see those guys and they're always, uh, making sure they connect us or with with uh, people they f- feel like needs to get on the show as well. So mm-hmm. they're the nicest guys around, and I, I can't believe that. I'm just happy I was able to find them. Kind um, yeah. of out of the blue, and it struck up a
0: friendship. And, you know, now just waiting on collapses to come out. And so, unfortunately, I missed the keynote. I was going to uh, ask you who was there. Uh, it's it was Christian Allen uh, who. Is a experienced and BAFTA award winning AAA game designer. Um, he's worked for Ubisoft, Red Storm, Microsoft, Bungie, Warner Brother Games. Uh, he's he's had his hands in a lot of different companies. And that was on Friday. I had to work Friday. I really really wanted to, to uh, hear what he had to say. Uh, um, but yeah, I mean, th- this expo was better than the previous year. Uh, bigger. Um the games that I saw I thought were more impressive. And uh it's just, you know, it's it's awesome to see. Huntington is small, but has a lot of talent when it comes to game development. And there are games that are gonna be coming out that I think that everyone needs to keep their eye on. Um I know Wraith isn't from Huntington. They're they're from uh Hamilton, Hamilton Air, Yeah. Um, but they were able to make it out here. Uh Dolan Digital is from West Virginia, and so is Ugly Monkey Studios. I mean, keep an eye out. Uh, Azul Adventures, if you have Android, pick it up. If you have it on PC, you can uh, find it on itch.io also. Other other than that, I mean, conference is great. Super excited. Hope to be able to attend next year as well. Hopefully, we can have a table set up next year.
1: I agree. And before we leave... Talk about your two podcasts you've been doing here recently. Both of
0: them. Juggling three podcasts is not <laughs> fun.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I understood why you couldn't make it to our show last time. You know, I edited and everything fine. Yeah. And I'm
0: like, man, Kyle's got a lot on his plate right now. Yeah, so um, I'm kind of slowing down on real dudes a little bit because I'm trying to balance everything out with these other ones. So Parent Quest is my own solo podcast I do about raising a kid in a time where it's cool to be considered a nerd. So I either do little solo episodes, uh, nothing kind of goes over 30 minutes, and chat about a certain subject or a certain memory and kind of go deep into thought with that memory. Um, Episodes that aren't solo, I obviously I have a guest on, and we'll pick a topic and discuss um, kind of the differences of dealing with that topic when we were kids compared to dealing with it now as our kids are kind of facing it. So uh, what was the last one I did? Last one was just a simple update. Uh, the one before that was kind of like appreciating the things that your kids appreciate. For me growing up and playing games, there are times when my dad would sit and play games with me. And that's, that's something that I completely keep in my memory. And I absolutely love there's times where I would go into my grandpa's office and he was playing age of empires. And I absolutely love that. So I picked that up now Bo is taking interest in Mario and I'm trying to kind of build more interest in her within that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and even if she didn't like Mario or even if uh, e- if she likes My Little Pony or she likes mm-hmm. uh, Dora the Explorer or something, I mean, I, I think as a parent, it's our responsibility to um, focus on what they like and try to encourage them you know, let them know, hey, sorry to like that, and we can bond over this. And and doesn't matter if it's Barbies or if it's G.I. Joe. I mean, if it's something that you like, then you and I can connect over it. And I don't know. It's just, as a parent, it's something that I, I find that is really important. I so, agree. Have you tried um
1: Mario on Nintendo Switch Online?
0: No. So we've okay. been doing Odyssey. Oh, so, nice. I've been putting assist mode on, mm-hmm. and she'll sit. Uh, she'll sit with me at the computer or at the desk, and I'll either have her press the jump or that or the throw um the hat button, mm-hmm. and I'll control where he moves, or we'll switch it and sh- jump and throw the hat. So we kind of tag team it. Very nice. That's actually really cool. Yeah. So we've beat the first two bosses together. That's awesome. That's because yeah. I mean,
1: those they're not easy, I'm Uh-oh. sure, with, with a three year old now.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, the first two bunny bosses, I guess. Mm-hmm. So, we, we've we knocked that out. And then, um, so the other podcast I'm doing is not mine. That's uh, Andrew Reiner's. It's his baby, it's his project, but I'm uh, helping him out with it. Uh, he, is a avid comic book reader. He's been collecting comic books since I, th- I think he said as, as soon as he could drive, he would go out and collect comic books at the local comic book shop. So he has created the spectacular comic book podcast. And what we do is we review number issue number ones and find good jumping on points for people to hop on and and read through a storyline. For me that's perfect I think for anyone that is not familiar with comics like myself it is a perfect podcast to listen to to figure out what do you want to jump on um, what's worth reading and what's not worth reading so I don't collect comic books never have i've I have a couple graphic novels that I read but this is like ideal for anybody that may feel overwhelmed um, about jumping in and reading comics and so far, um, we've got an interview with uh, Eric Burnham, and then we've got another interview coming out in the next week. I think that I I won't spoil.
1: Okay, <laughs> <laughs> I can't say that's a really it's a really cool show to listen to because uh, I'm in your boat, Kyle. I don't mm-hmm. collect comics. I don't really read comics, and um, I haven't picked up Thor one yet, but. Oh. I know, I know. It's on my <laughs> list because of the way you guys talked about it. But I did read Web of Venom, issue number one. And gosh, that that is it is incredible. Yeah. I can't yeah. speak highly enough. It's
0: great. You, uh, you you guest appeared on the show. It was nice. I did. Yeah, it was yes. awesome.
1: I'm glad Reiner uh, asked me to be on the show. And I had a lot of fun. I can't wait to be on again.
0: Yeah. So those are the kind of things I'm working on. I, I am... I guess I'm mainly walking him through as far as like editing and, and releasing the podcast and stuff, mm-hmm. but I get the privilege of co-hosting with him as well. So it's nice. It's uh, it's been pretty fun to do.
1: It's been pretty fun to listen to a lot as well. Cause, yeah. Uh I love the dynamic of you know the
0: veteran, seasoned veteran comic yeah. book in the
1: in the room. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> so yeah, and that's been about it for podcasts, but. Um I want I'm jumping in on the next review of the game that we do. What what game yeah, are we doing, yeah. man? We're doing Children of Morta. Yes, which I can't wait. And I got
1: a surprise uh in the in the works for the Ooh. next episode as well, so it, it should be fun.
0: Awesome. I downloaded that on Xbox and PC. I want it on Switch to play at work, but I'm entertaining the idea of streaming it maybe tonight, maybe tomorrow. Oh, nice uh donovan and i we keep saying we're gonna
1: sit down and record this thing for youtube we still haven't done it yet it's a football thing <sighs> i hope it gets done soon it's basically we're gonna take the teams from Axis football league and we're mm-hmm. gonna take the current super bowl attendees the kansas city chiefs and the san francisco 49ers whatever their equivalents are in access football league we're gonna put them, them against each other and we're gonna commentate it as if we're actually watching an actual football game oh that'd be awesome it, we we we're gonna have a lot of
0: fun with it. That's pretty cool,
1: <laughs> especially since Donovan knows very little about football. So that, yeah. that it's gonna be excellent. Trust me.
0: There you go. You got the veteran in the rook. Exactly. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, cool, man. This is a, uh, this was a lot of fun. I I agree. I can't wait to see what twenty
1: twenty brings us. And you know, I think I feel like this is gonna be our year. I don't know what it is. I just feel like twenty twenty is gonna be RDP's year. I can feel it. Breaking out, yes, sir, yes, sir. If you guys have any comments, questions, concerns, you can always tweet at us at our Twitter RealDudes_Pod. You can email at us podcast at real Dudes podcast dot com. Follow us on our social media, please do. We we love interacting with everyone at Instagram and Facebook at RealDudesPod. And you know what? Pay attention to our YouTube channel. We're we're going to be doing stuff over there, and and we're going to be streaming stuff, you know, over on our Twitch channel. We got stuff planned for the year. Trust me it'll be exciting. It'll be exciting here. And as always, have a rad day.